What's good? What's good, everybody? It's your boy BLAKKA sitting here in Lynchburg City today, man. Uh, earlier this morning, we had a few uh, snow showers outside, man. Believe it or not, we're smack dead in the middle of uh, April. And yes, we're still seeing snow showers in the city of Lynchburg and surrounding counties. Uh, aside from that, <clears throat> I want to clarify something that I said in uh, season two, episode 17 uh, podcast show, I said that there were over a million deaths, deaths when it came to the uh, coronavirus. And my buddy Josh Stewart, who is always making sure that I'm on point with uh, voice messages from, from Anchor. Uh, if I mess up something, he, he would surely let me know. So I appreciate that, Josh. Um, it's actually over a hundred thousand people who have died and well over a million confirmed cases. So I just wanted to clarify that. And uh, once again, thank you, Josh Stewart, for always being there when I need you, buddy. Now, aside from that, a man is left with a knife in his head after a date goes wrong. <laughs> It's not nothing to laugh at, but Jesus Christ, man. All right, so a 59-year-old man is fighting for his life after being attacked by a female date during their first meeting in Ukraine. The unarmed, I'm sorry, the unnamed man was left with a knife in his head following the incident occurred on April 9th in a northeastern city of Kharkiv, Ukraine. Um, the report says that the pair were drinking alcohol on a bench near a block of flats when a quarrel erupted between them. Now, um, Jesus Christ, man, like, what the fuck could go wrong on, on a first, how you get stabbed in your fucking head on a first date? Like, I don't understand. I don't understand it, man. But apparently, this shit happened. Now, I do know in in places like Ukraine and Russia and shit like that, they their choice of alcohol is vodka. I'm a vodka drinking guy, but it doesn't it doesn't make me violent. You know what I'm saying? I'm just assuming that they were drinking vodka. But man, never. No matter what they were drinking, how did it lead up to that? So. Basically, what they're saying is during the heated debate, a 31-year-old date identified only by her first name, which is Marina, stabbed the man with a kitchen knife, letting the blade enter six inches into his head. Jesus Christ. A video shows her rummaging in the man's pockets for money while the knife was sticking out the right side of his head. Now... This sounds like... This sounds like a, a, a date went wrong slash robbery you know what i'm saying they said marina tried to pull the knife out of the man's head but was unsuccessful she ran to a friend's house house and left the man to die uh her friend said marina told her that the man groped her bottom is that worth getting a nice you know six inches deep into your fucking skull now my thing is the story said and i read the whole story and not one time did the story say they were standing up walking or anything so i'm trying to figure out how can you be sitting on a bench and grab a woman's ass if that's what she's sitting on like to me the stories are conflicted now could he have tried to touch her bottom while sitting down possible you know what i mean but uh 
you know, she walks around with a kitchen knife, I'm assuming for protection, you know what I mean, and, uh, it's, it's, it's just crazy, man, I swear, like, I, I don't get this story, but I felt the need to share it amongst the listeners, um, it's a fucked up situation, I guess that's why people, uh, meet online and have online relationships as opposed to seeing each other face to face, but, uh, man, I've heard some crazy shit on the first date, but Jesus Christ, man, getting stabbed in your head with that kitchen knife and it's six inches deep and being left to die and the person decides to go through your pockets at the same time. Like, what's really going on here? You know, did he because it, 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 it doesn't sound like he violated her. You know what I'm saying? As far as the whole ass groping, that was allegedly that's what she told her friend. That doesn't necessarily mean that that happened. But the knife is actually, or was actually in this guy's head, six inches deep. That's real. They even had, I saw the video of that. Now, there is no video sh- that shows her rummaging through his pockets. You know what I'm saying? So I'll look at that as, a, as being an alleged robbery because I didn't see any video. But uh, I'm sorry. There was a video. There was a video of her rummaging through his pockets. So that's actual facts. The knife in his head, six inches deep, is actual facts. The only thing that's alleged or inconsistent is the fact that she said that he groped her bottom. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, this right here is 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 just a story that, you know, I, man, aside from that. So, NASCAR driver Kyle Larson fired from racing team for using racial slur. Now, I was going to report this story like when it first broke, if I'm correct, I think it was Sunday, and I decided I was going to break I was going to speak about it Monday, but I didn't do a podcast Monday. One of the reasons why I didn't do a podcast Monday is because I knew it was a little bit more to this story and I wanted to have all of the story uh when I decided to report it. <clears throat> now, um Chap Gasani Ganassi, I'm sorry, Chap Ganassi Racing has terminated its relationship with NASCAR driver Kyle Larson, who used the N-word while taking part in a virtual racing event on Sunday. The racing organization announced the news on Twitter on Tuesday. Larson was recorded using the slur during a live stream iRacing tournament on the gaming platform Twitch. At one point in the virtual race, he seemed to have lost communication and said, I can't see it. You can't hear me? Hey, nigger. You know, so listen. So I, I I put a question on Facebook uh, not too long before I started my podcast, and I asked the question that uh, anybody feel like he should have lost his job basically due to a racial slur. And uh, so I'm going to read a couple of comments on people who are, who decided to chime in on this. Uh, one of the people, my friend Ross says yep then i had another friend by the name of malik he says hell yeah kaepernick lost his job and he didn't do anything he didn't get a second chance so why should he and then i had uh a relative by the name of bernadette bernadine i'm sorry hell yeah cuz he ain't no different from any other athlete regardless of his race uh by him being japanese doesn't mean anything but I do think they all need counseling to deserve another chance. And then my buddy Josh, who keeps me on my toes, 
uh, says, tough call, I think with any racial slur, the content should be taken into consideration. Now, I, to a certain degree, I, pro- I to a certain degree, I pretty much disagree with a uh, few of the comments, man. Um, I'm, I'm not in favor of someone losing their job because they may have made an inflammatory or derogatory statement. Uh, about whatever race that they are from or a different race. That's just my honest opinion on Cap. You know what I'm saying? He, Whether you're kneeling on a football field or driving a race car, uh, me personally, I just feel like, you know, saying a racial slur shouldn't keep you from putting food on your table for your family. And that's just real talk. That's just me. Um... Man, we have, I can give you guys a list of fucking football players who have killed people, who have beaten women, who have abused kids, and still get a chance to play in the National Football League, and still make top dollar. So, you know, I'm I'm not in favor of Cal Larson losing his job man I'm a, and, and this is coming from a real big NASCAR fan and I understand a lot of these NASCAR drivers are white and I understand a lot of these NASCAR drivers are from the south now it doesn't make it any easier or any better you know what I'm saying for them to come out their mouth in that kind of manner now I'm not saying that a, a person a person a professional athlete or a person in any type of profession should not be disciplined when it comes to using a racial slur. And I figure you just hit a person where it hurt the most in their in their wallet and pocketbooks. So I feel like me personally, I feel like NASCAR should have fined them. You know what I mean? It's really no sense in suspending them because the season is suspended anyway. The chances, you know what I'm saying, of any of these sports seasons coming back to me is slim to none you can try to with this coronavirus if the reports that i'm reading is correct that this shit is going to come back after the summer then is it really any need to open up any sports arena or facility or racetrack when in all likelihood the moment your shit starts to get packed with people and you know you start to generate some type of money off it chances are the shit gonna be shut down again so you know everybody's entitled to their opinion you know what i mean i'm and i knew when i wrote this question on and posted on facebook i was gonna have people that was gonna be like yeah he should lose his job and i also was gonna have people that be like you know mm, not so much you know what i mean and and i'm getting these from all different types of races so i have white people just as well as black people saying yeah he should have lost his job due to the racial slur you know what i mean now one of the things i do have a a i'm not i'm not gonna say i don't i have a problem with i don't clearly understand which was josh's uh comment that he made on facebook saying that basically you know it just depends on the context you know what I mean? So I'm not really sure, which I'm quite sure when Josh hears this, he's either going to email, I'm, I'm sorry, Facebook me or uh, use a uh, anchor.fm voice messenger. 
But yeah, man, I, I, I seriously believe that, you know, he should continue to be able to race. Hit him in the hit him in the pocket. You know what I'm saying? If you want to deduct, you can't deduct them points, you know what I'm saying? Because as far as uh NASCAR points, because one thing doesn't have to do with the other. You know what I'm saying? It's not like uh his team got caught cheating, you know what I'm saying, or something like that while a while a race was going on. So you can't deduct them points. I don't understand all the way why they decided to fire him. You know what I'm saying? And 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 uh you know Sending him, my, my one of my relatives said, you know what I'm saying, they all need counseling to, and deserve another chance. Uh, the whole counseling part, I totally disagree with, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, if someone is a, a blatant racist or has some racism in them, you know, me personally, it's kind of, it, the way I think, I think it's going to be hard for a counselor to counsel them and 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 then all of a sudden they're cured of racism that's like sending a gay person to a church to have an exorcist done on them to take the gayness out of them like it doesn't work that way (laughs) i mean but like i said everybody's entitled to their own opinion on that man and uh you could also clearly hear another driver um tell kyle hey you're talking to everyone bud and the decision to terminate him comes a day after the racing team said it would suspend him without pay. Now, on Cal's behalf, he did apologize, people. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he, he apologized to the African-American community as well as anybody else. And uh, I'm not a Cal Larson fan by, 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 by any means. I am a Denny Hamlin. Uh, I am a, uh, a Eric Amarola. You know what I'm saying? A couple, there's a couple of drivers that I pretty much like. Uh, my, one of my favorite drivers, I'm having a problem right now remembering his name, but it'll come to me hopefully before this segment about Cal Larson. But yeah, man, um, when it comes to, like, right now we live in a society and a country where everything is so sensitive. Like, I haven't watched a, 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 a stand-up comedy act and... and, and had my sides busting from laughing in so long because even to when it comes to the comedians now you can see them cringe on certain topics or you can just see them not even go there with the exception of Dave Chappelle you know what I'm saying he still has this dark comedy I don't give a fuck mentality it works for him and I love it but aside from that man like everything just seems to be watered down now I mean for God's sakes we live in a country where people get offended if you say Merry Christmas during the holidays so you know, I'm, I don't really 100% understand it. You know, the N-word shouldn't be said by any race. And it's crazy, man. When I lived out West, that was the first time I heard someone other than a black person or a white person say the word nigga. And uh, a story I tell you, I'm, I'm walking down the street. I'm, I'm actually going to the store. I'm living out West and I'm going to the store. And there's two little Asian kids behind me and they're running and playing. They couldn't have been any more than, let's say, eight or nine years old. And uh, one of the Asian kids fall. And the other Asian kid turns around and say, get up, nigga, and start running. So I'm looking to see just who the fuck he's talking to. I know I didn't fall. At this point, at this particular time, I'm the only black guy on the street. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, so I'm looking and I'm like, damn, he's talking to the other Asian kid. And, you know, out there in Seattle, I've heard... The Samoans use it like crazy. The Asians use it like crazy. 
you know, so it's a word that has become universal to where all nationalities say it. Um, you know, some people cool with it, some people aren't. Me personally, to each his own, and I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> so, uh, coming up on Six Sense, man, Trump name will appear on COVID 19 checks. Another Michael Jordan hater. Lamar Jackson's new tattoo should make him a raven for life and much more. Don't forget you're listening to your boy Blacker on Six Sense. So, Denmark lets young children return to school. Kids up to the age of 11 are returning to nurseries and schools across Denmark as the government become the first in Europe to relax COVID-19 restrictions on education. Now, I'm not too sure that's a good thing to do right now, man. You know what I'm saying? Now, um, here in Lynchburg, I live I live in the Rivermont area, and I went to uh, the 7-Eleven. And for anybody who lives in uh, Lynchburg and is familiar with the Rivermont area, you know there's a daycare right across the street from the 7-Eleven. Uh, I thought that daycare I thought that daycare was closed, man, but apparently it's not. I seen cars going over there dropping their kids off there i haven't seen it to the capacity of what it was before the COVID 19 and the social distancing but uh yeah i do i do recall seeing cars going over there dropping off kids and i do recall seeing a uh daycare employee pushing a kid or a couple kids in this stroller that's made like a truck or something like that that they use at the daycare so uh i'm not too sure you know i'm not understanding why that daycare is open or if any daycares are open uh anybody that lives in lynchburg that listen to this podcast please feel free to enlighten me on exactly what's going on with the daycares here in Lynchburg now that's the only one that I've seen any type of activity uh as to like I said parents pulling up dropping off kids or anything of that sort so if it's something to it did anybody know anybody that works at that daycare and it's something to it if I'm reading it to something that's not actually there just please feel free to hit me up and Prime Minister Matei Fredrickson welcomed children as they went back to school in the capital, Copenhagen, Denmark. And uh, Denmark was uh, among the first countries in Europe to impose a lockdown with schools closed on March 12th. Now, there's been some life in other parts of the world. And uh, I'll bring it to you right now. In Austria, not Australia, but Austria, they reopened thousands of small shops on Tuesday. Uh, the Czech government also set out a five-stage timetable. Not sure what that is, but hey. And Spain allowed non-essential workers to go back to work after a two-week pause. Italian bookshops and clothing stores for youngsters have reopened their doors in some regions. So, you know, apparently uh, things are starting to get back to normal, I would assume, over there in Europe. I'm not sure if they're moving too fast, but here in America, we have this tendency to wait and see, you know what I'm saying? And it could be a good thing right now if we wait and see what it is that other countries are doing. Like I had reported earlier um, in, a, in a previous podcast that in China, 
you know, um, they were finding some of the patients that supposedly had been cured of the coronavirus. They're starting to see uh, signs in those same patients uh, as, as far as the coronavirus resurfacing. So, uh, you know, we don't want to jump back into, you know, going about our daily lives again. And listen, I know the economy is taking a real big hit. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, political leaders, Agent Orange and amongst the rest of them, uh, can't wait to see the economy back on its feet. And I get it. You know what I'm saying? It's like a kid in a candy store, just very impatient. But we can no longer continue to put dates on this shit as to when the company is, I'm sorry, the country is going to reopen. You know what I mean? Because I'd rather be safe than sorry. I'm just saying. I'd rather be safe than sorry, man. I get it. Everybody want to go back to sporting events. Everybody want to go back to work. Everybody want to go back to the norm. I don't think we're ever going to get back to the norm. You know what I'm saying? It's especially in the way, in, in the way of uh, how we greet each other. You know what I'm saying? I think we're going to take, we could take something from the Japanese and just bow as opposed to handshaking and hugging. You know what I mean? Even to, you know, how they greet each other in Italy, a lot of them kiss on the cheek. You know what I'm saying? And I think that way of greeting in Italy is going to be done with. You know what I'm saying? Now, the way we greet each other has been in our culture and in our history, black, white, no matter, for generations. And it's not going to just stop just like that. You know what I mean? It's going to take some time. You know, and that's why I expect this COVID-19, coronavirus, whatever name you want to give it, I expect it to be around for some time, at least the next two years. That's just how I think. You know what I mean? So, Boosie Badass says that he rejected Jay-Z suggesting to apologize for offensive words towards Zaya, um, Zaya Wade comments. Now, Boosie Badass, like I say, I fucks with that cat 100. He is one of the realest cats out there. He's going to tell you what's on his mind, and that's just what it is. But Boosie Badass, I'm going to need you to stop commenting on this subject matter. Now, he was on The Breakfast Club uh, one day last week. I think it was this weekend, possibly, uh, Friday or something like that, where um, he was being interviewed by Charlemagne the God, DV, DJ Envy. And, uh, man, I can't think of the chick name. Anyway, you know, they were bringing, they brung up, you know what I'm saying? Do he feel the need to apologize about it? And Boosie, being Boosie, was still like, no, you're not apologizing for shit. You know what I'm saying? And I, what I'm starting to see right now is that every time there's some type of conflict amongst the rappers or just something in the rap game, they want to look at Jay-Z as the mediator or the guy to go to because of his status, you know what I'm saying? And Be- Boosie Badass was basically like, I don't give a fuck if it was Jesus Christ himself calling me to ask me to apologize. I ain't doing it, you know what I'm saying? So he he feels he stand by what he says, and that's it, you know what I'm saying? But Boosie, you have a a a a, a show that's in work. I'm not sure if it's for YouTube. Or an actual uh, outlet like uh, BET or MTV or something like that. I'm not sure exactly how he's going about that. But Boosie, I want to see your TV show. 
take off, bro. I want to see it take off. You know what I'm saying? And I get it. You know what I'm saying? You boozy badass. You say what's on your mind. But at the same time, bro, don't let saying shit on your mind cost you money. You know what I'm saying? I just I just talked about the Cal Larson situation and how he's not only lost money, but his job as well for saying something that he shouldn't have said. You know what I mean? So, Boosie, I don't, I don't want to see you lose no more money, man. So, you know what I'm saying? When it comes to situations like that, you know what I'm saying, man? Just, you know, keep... My mom always told me, if you can't say anything nice, then don't say anything at all. But that ain't Boosie Badass. He's going to say something. You know what I mean? And that's just how he is, man. But that's my dude, and I fucks with him, man. For real. Um, the, re- the internet reacts to Lamar Jackson's new massive raven feathered field chest tattoo. The chest piece features the word uh, family, a football, and what appears to be feathers of a raven. Now, yo, I'm, 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 I'm all cool for that. You know what I'm saying? I fucks with Lamar Jackson, man. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. But Lamar, you must also understand that the NFL is a business, my brother. And at some point in time... Uh, not in the near future, you're going to be a raven for a long time, at least 10 years, but that tattoo is going to be on you pretty much forever. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not a big fan of people tatting football team, people from football teams, uh, faces on them or names on them. That's why I don't buy football or basketball jerseys anymore because by the time you walk out the store with the jersey, the guy done got traded to another team. You know what I'm saying? And now your jersey has no fucking value to it. But, you know, that's Lamar. He 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 plays for the Ravens. He's the quarterback. He's the face of the franchise for the Ravens. So, you know, if he put any type of Baltimore uh you know, paraphernalia on his body as far as a tattoo, whether it's a, the helmet or the colors or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I'm perfectly fine with it because at the end of the day, he will play majority of his career as a Raven as opposed to any other team. You know what I mean? So on that right there, you know, it is what it is, man. And you got you also got to understand that he's a millennial as well. You know what I'm saying? I, I saw the uh, chest tattoo. If you go to his IG, you know what I'm saying? I follow Lamar Jackson, so i seen it. It's very colorful. It's very in-depth. And uh, it looked like he paid a lot of money to get that motherfucker done. It's it's one of the best tattoos I've seen thus far. You know what I mean? So, yeah, big, out, big ups to uh, Lamar Jackson on that. Former Pistons great says Michael Jordan isn't the best ever. Now... The reason why I don't put too much stock into this because the Pistons never liked it, Michael Jordan. The bad boys, the 19 late 80s Pistons with uh, Rodman and Lambeer and, and, and Vinny the Microwave Johnson and, of course, Isaiah Thomas. You know what I'm saying? None of those guys liked it, Michael Jordan, man. They used to beat the hell out Michael Jordan before he had got help. You know what I mean? They, they really kept Jordan from achieving a lot of shit. <laughs> but uh, the, the former Piston great that says this is Bill Lambeer. He said LeBron was better than Mike because he got his teammates more involved. Now, that could be true. But at the end of the day, Michael Jordan is responsible for Steve Kerr having multiple rings. Uh... Dennis Rodman having multiple rings, Horace Grant, 
a list of others, Scottie Pippen included. I could go on and on and on. Was Michael was Michael Jordan hell to deal with as a teammate? You got damn right he was. There are reports of how he punched the hell out of Steve Kerr in the face. He talked trash to his teammates in the sense of telling them that they weren't shit. You know what I'm saying? He had a a a he Michael Jordan had the ultimate ego. He had the ultimate ego. But you know what? Because of that, Michael Jordan didn't have guys making bonehead decisions like LeBron did with, with having a guy like J.R. J.R. Smith on your team. You know what I'm saying? You know, uh Jordan and 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 Kobe Bryant, those two guys had ice water running through their veins. They were born to do what they do. Now make no mistake about it, man. LeBron James is one of the best. He he's gonna grow down as one of the greatest basketball athletes of all time. The millennial generation and generations to come. You know what I'm saying? But what people must understand is that Michael Jordan, there was a certain mystique about Jordan. People gravitated to him just off of the way he walked, the way he wore his uniform. You know what I mean? This guy hasn't played basketball since 2003 and his sneakers still outsell LeBron's two to one. So, you know what I mean? There's, you know, like, I really don't like to compare athletes to different generations. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, LeBron never got a chance to play against Jordan. Kobe did. You know what I mean? Kobe court Jordan. You know what I'm saying? While Jordan was still not at the top of his prime, but coming down on the downside of the prime. You know what I'm saying? And he got a chance to play him when 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 Jordan went to the Wizards as well and Kobe bust his ass bust Jordan's ass when Jordan was a wizard you know what I'm saying but uh you know you take away the six championships man and Jordan to me still that dude Jordan is still that dude man and like I say no knock on LeBron I fucks with LeBron I fucks with him now more than I did ever because I was always waiting for him to wake up one morning and say you know what I'm the baddest fucking player on the planet let me go out here and prove it. You know what I'm saying? And he did. And he did several times. But the one knock that I have on LeBron is, is not so much going to the finals nine times and only walking away with three championships, which I find to be, you know, laughable. But the fact that even when he was on a team at their best, a lot of people forget that LeBron lost against the Dallas Mavericks when he was with the Miami Heat. Nobody was injured. Everybody was healthy. D-Wade knees were still pretty good. Chris Bosh was still a pretty pretty good post player. And a host of others. They lost to the Dallas Mavericks. And they also, that same Heat team, also lost to the San Antonio Spurs in 2014. I won $500 off that series. And, uh, you know, so a lot of people say, hey, LeBron didn't have help. Okay, well, even when he did have help, even when LeBron team was the best team head and shoulders, they still lost two championships. He is one and two against Tim Duncan. He is 0 and one against Dirk Nowinski. He is one and two against uh, Steph Curry. You know what I'm saying? And he's 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 one and one against uh, uh, Kevin Durant. 
You know what I'm saying? So a lot of and, and all of these names that I just called, those guys are going to the Hall of Fame five years from the moment they retire. Jordan played against Hall of Famers, and, and a lot of people tried to knock the Hall of Famers that Jordan played against. Jordan played against Charles Barkley, Reggie Miller, Patrick Ewing, uh, Akeem Olajuwon, uh, uh, um, Gary Payton. Uh, the, I mean, the list goes on. The list go. He played against for at, at that point in time in the '90s when you could damn near kill somebody, and the worst thing you would get would be a foul. That was it. You rarely saw people getting ejected. You rarely saw flagrant fouls. You know what I'm saying? So this whole, you know, LeBron is better. Listen, I expect it to come from people like Bill and Beer. You know what I'm saying? Because it was, everybody know it was Michael Jordan who didn't want Isaiah Thomas on the USA basketball team back in 1992. There wasn't one Piston. The only Piston was on that team was the Pistons head coach, Chuck Daly. Other than that, there was not a Detroit player on that team. And there has been a lot of resentment resentment towards Michael Jordan for that. Isaiah Thomas doesn't like Michael Jordan. Bill Lambert doesn't like Michael Jordan. And at some point in time, before he became a bull, Dennis Rodman didn't like Michael Jordan. But he learned to like him when he became a bull. So, you know, did Jordan make his teammates better? No, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't. He pissed them off. They hated playing with him. But ask any of them would they return any of them fucking championships that they won with your boy. And on that note, everybody continue to be safe. Continue to wash your hands. Continue to wear your mask. And if you love my podcast, continue to listen. And on that note, I want to thank y'all as always. It's your boy BLA, double K-A. See y'all on the flip side. Peace.